afternoon, wherever you are, whenever you are. Uh, g'day and welcome to the Cigarless Guitar Builder Podcast, episode 32, uh, where we do a catch-up with our usual man of merriment, our man of mischief, Mark Wilmot from MRWS. How are you, mate? How you going, everyone? I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. How are yourself? Not too bad, mate, not too bad. I hear the cheers and the roars of approval from out there in, in, in the Netherlands. So I just thought we'd do, do a little bit of a catch-up and um, maybe a little bit of um, question answering because uh, I've had a few, I've had a few um, people send through some questions about building cigar box guitars and I thought that might be a, um, might be a bit of a, I suppose, a theme for today's um, podcast, which would be uh, what are the mistakes that a beginning that beginner builders make, and I suppose even some builders who've been doing it for a while um, thought we'd have a little bit of a chat about that. But what's been happening with you, mate? Very little. I mean, as everyone knows in Australia anyway, it's Father's Day today, so <laughs> I've done almost nothing today. <laughs> so I've been taking out, I've done a bit of yum char. But other than that, I'm making guitars still. Um, I made a couple of uh, solid body guitars recently, um, a one and a two-string guitar. So yeah, I think there's a bit of confusion about what a diddly bow is and what a one-string guitar is. Yeah. I remember seeing someone posted a, a, what I would call a diddly bow. Well, I call them all diddly bows. And someone got in there and got all upset because it wasn't. It was a one-string guitar. <laughs> yeah. It has to be a plank of wood with fencing wire and two bow. Only way it can be a diddly bow. Yeah, I think that's well, you know a bit pedantic. Okay. So, <laughs> so, a little bit pedantic, I think. Yeah, it's a, if it's got one. Yeah, you go. Yeah, if it's got oh, one string, I figure it's a, oh, it's a deadly bow. Say it again. Sorry, man. We're, your line, you're in Brisbane. I don't know what goes on. Like, I could be talking to you in Brisbane and, like, Justin Johnson in the States, and he'll be perfectly clear, and you'll be all fuzzy. Yeah, you're using an Apple, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> Are you on Apple? We might go to we might go to audio only, mate. Is that all right with you? We're going to go with audio only. Technical difficulties. Hello. <laughs> and we'll just hang out for Mark, and we'll give that a one star submit onto the. Um, Onto the quality call rating, and we'll give Mark a call back just using the uh, the phone, which I think that'll be fine. And there we go. How are you going? You back, mate? I'm back. Yeah, just thought we well, might. Just... 
talking to myself isn't as fun as I thought it was. <laughs> That's all right. It's the it's the it's the wonders of technology, mate. Sometimes it works, and sometimes you're in Brisbane, so. <laughs> Well, the fu- <laughs> I don't think my location's anything to do with it. <laughs> you know, Bris Vegas well, yeah. and all. You can't trust Brisbaneites. No, well, there you go, mate. Oh, yeah, I, I believe they're going to call it that. <laughs> it's now a, an official title. Oh, no way. Actually, I'm heading up I'm heading up Queensland Way in, I think, three weeks, heading up on um, the 22nd of um, of September, just, just for over the weekend, so the Friday and then the Saturday, Sunday, and then flying back to Sydney on yep. Monday. But, uh, yeah, looking forward to going back to um, back to Queensland. So I'm up off to Caloundra. So uh, I'll spend Family. a day. I'll stay, yeah, I'll spend a day in Brizzy uh, with the brother yep. and uh, then off to um, off to Caloundra for a couple of days and just a, just a quick spin with a couple of the kids, seeing mum and all that sort of fun stuff. But, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to get back to, uh, to old Queensland. But uh, yeah, a few things have been going on this way, mate. So you've got, you've built a couple of the um, the solid bodies. You have got a two string and a one string, and um, yeah, I just finished the one string today. You just finished that one today, did you? Yeah. That's fretted. Sorry. Is that one fretted? Yeah, yeah, certainly is. Yeah, diatonic or is it uh, chromatic? Chromatic. Chromatic. Yeah, it's the only way to do it, mate. You're going to do well, it. <laughs> I can still play it diatonically. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to do it. Do it right. <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> That's it, mate. Um, no, look, there's nothing wrong with diatonic fretting. Actually, it's, it's fun. I've done a, um, I did a, uh, one of those strum sticks, I think, probably about two years ago. I've only ever done one. I thought I'll give it a go. And uh, I saw um, GS... What's his name over there in the States? He, he'd done Munro? Yeah, Monroe? that's it. Yeah, GS Munro. Jeez, he's a talented bloke. He is. He makes some beautiful guitars. Not that I don't think he's listening to this, but you know, if anyone's out there and you want to see GS Munro, uh, just have a look at the work he does. He, he does an absolutely beautiful job of building um, a lot of, uh, I suppose, roots instruments. They're really that he kind of seems yeah. to have his finger on the pulse of like that real folk, that American folk instrument kind of side of things um you know i just i just every time i see one of his guitars i'm always impressed i always think it's quite lovely you know and um no he does he does a lovely job and uh yeah i've kind of um been delving delving a little bit more into um solid bodies as well a little bit but still still along the you know the theme of the cigar box guitars but i'm kind of like sticking with the three and four string guitars um yeah yeah sure yeah, I'm just finishing off a um, one of the uh, dog bowl resonators that I do for a uh, as a special order for a customer, and I'm I'm actually it took a while to get going on it because I was building a couple of the the lightning boys that I do, and um, it took a little while. And one of the things that I did was I ended up getting um I got a couple of pickups from Wade Costumbader over in um, over oh, yeah, in the yeah, states, yeah. and um, I kind of wanted to play around because I'd gotten one of those before. And uh, I really like the. Um, are you still playing that that guitar? <laughs> yeah, it's coming through. <laughs> is, it, is it loud? Yeah, very loud. I'm sorry. That's <laughs> all right. It's um, you like me. I've got. A, I'm doing this with a pencil, but I'm doing it on something soft. So, <laughs> so I'm not hearing thud 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 thud. thud. Like you what? <laughs> a pencil. <laughs> so anyway, that's all good. Uh, what have I done here? Are you still there? Uh, we are just having the best. You there? Yep, you're back. 
I, I'm back again, mate. I, I, I was still on. So yeah. I don't know what's going on. Oh, I don't know. It's, it might be might be my Apple. So. <laughs> yeah, that would be my Samsung. Yeah, well, you know, it's it's technology. What do you want? So yeah, so I've just finished up this. Um, uh, it, it kind of beginning to get to that end process now where I'm staining the body and I'm doing, you know, a few things. But uh, I use those beautiful, um, one of those beautiful uh, fretboards of yours, the um, the Blackwood. Uh, oh, I've just cut a few more today. Yeah, well, book me in for... Oh, this morning, sorry. Yeah, book me in for three more. Can you uh, organise okay. three, bill me for three more? Yeah, yeah. And I just realised something silly I did. I put that order in with you for the, um, for the, for the volume, for the volume pots... And I, mm-hmm. and you might have noticed, you might have thought it was weird that I ordered one. I meant to order ten. <laughs> it, it turned up, and I've gone one. <laughs> what have I done? Oh, so hang on. Oh, so it wasn't my mistake. No, 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 I think it was me, mate. No, no, it was me. I, I, I must have got it because you know how you upload from your site and you go one and then you can change the amounts. I just go, I've yep. just gone, yeah, I want that. And I thought I'll go to 10 and then I, I got busy and I must have come back because I was order, I had to order yeah. a few things, I had to order a couple of, a couple of um, uh, six string guitar pickups. So I was getting a particular brand for a customer. So yeah. I, was, I was kind of in between your website, then I was in between this other website and I was all over the place. And then I think, uh, so I opened the box. I've gone one. What about just so? But chuck in another. Chuck in another ten. So if you can throw in another ten, anyway. So I'm doing all my orders while I do the podcast. It's perfect. It's great time saving. Yeah, that's all right. <laughs> we'll talk later. That's it. We'll do that. Um, yeah, so it's actually coming together really nicely. It's it's uh, it, the dog bowl's kind of all set, and we're getting like it got the length right. But I just had to wait for it because I just had to get this pickup. So I've had to kind of reconfigure things a little bit. But now I'm also building at the same time. I bought these because um, you know I'm a big Tesco fan, right? I love I love yes. all the old Tescos, and they're all made out of this you know, that big thick thirty mil ply. You know, so man, I went. I went to Bunnings. I bought this enormous slab. I think it was about two and a half meter long slab uh, by was it two and a, it must be two and a half by almost a meter. And I've cut it up into pieces, and I've got myself about ten guitar bodies out of it. And I thought I'm gonna, I'm just, oh, wow. yeah, I'm just gonna build some, get, build some, build some six strings. I thought I'll build a couple of Tesco six strings, um, you know, and I'll get the, um, and I'll do the uh, um, a couple of the. Uh, dog bowl guitars as well but the difference is I thought I want to do something a bit different so I've got this glitter paint I bought gold I bought gold glitter paint I bought this green glitter paint and um, yeah. I was really excited about it so I'd sanded it and I'd, I'd today and I'd I'd kind of um, I'd put all of the you know the the the, the the cavities in the body so that I could fit the electronics in onto you know with the scratch plate had it all set ready to go shaken up the can and of course, I've gone to apply. It's just because it's a can, you know, it's a can job. Because I, I, I don't have any facilities here for proper painting. But um, oh no, I wish I did. That'd be awesome. Oh, it'd be brilliant, man. I'm just. It's definitely something I'm thinking, especially if I decide to do more of the electric guitars and you know the solid bodies. Um, you know, it's it's definitely because because the interest I'm getting on those has actually been really really good. So I thought every time <laughs> I, every time I put one out, they sell. So I thought I'll make a couple and see what happens and. But I wanted to do something a bit different, so I tried. I got the glitter paint, and I've started applying the glitter, and um, the thing bloody the thing bloody clogged up. I was about two seconds past the um, two seconds past the uh, like starting, and then all of a sudden the uh, 
yeah, all of a sudden the, the, the bloody, the, the can, the nozzle clogged up. I thought, why would you sell a, a, like a, a spray paint that has glitter in it and then put a nozzle on there that's going to clog up? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's I like absolutely ridiculous. So I'll, I'll be taking it back to Bunnings tomorrow and getting another one. Don't even worry about that. But um, you know, I just thought. Oh, look, still, still go the glitter, mate. Sorry. Are you still going to go the glitter? Oh yeah. <laughs> it's awesome glitter. It's like it's got some. It, it's like the light hit it, and I thought, Jesus, there's a bit of purple in there. Like it's just, it's weird, man. It's like, oh, definitely going to go and give it a go. Glitter it up a little bit, mate. You know, a bit of, di- little bit of blues disco. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, it's all, it's all a bit of fun. And I've been doing the, um, the, uh, the shovel guitars too, and using your pickup. You know, the humbucking pickup that you do, the three pole humbucker. Yeah, yeah, and they're not bad little things. Eh? They are powerful, man. They kick. And uh, I've got it. Yeah. I did one, one for. Um, uh, David, a really great customer of mine, he's bought like five guitars off me. And um, there's another guy, there's another one, another one of my customers actually saw that and went, oh, look, I, I want that as well. So I've got to try and get started on that one this week. So um, that's why I ordered the, the pickups off you last time. So it's just been it's just been absolutely bloody going off down here. I, don't, I have no know whether I'm Arthur or bloody Martha. It's ridiculous. But, <laughs> which I'm not complaining about. It's just, it's just nice to have the time to, to try and do it. Um, but, Are you back on the market yet? Uh, look, I I did one market a month and a half ago, and um, it's I don't think I can do them. I don't think I can do them because it's as much as it's really great to be local and to be seen and get the odd sale here and there. The problem is, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. I only get. I only get four hours, three to four hours on a Saturday and maybe four hours on a Sunday to actually really build. And in that time, I've still got to fit in the podcast as well, sometime during the week. Uh, And then on top of that, I've also, because I'm a full-time teacher, like even now I've still got to come up and and do the state, like the homework for for the following week coming up. So it's just, you know, it's just a question of having, purely just having time. Um... And the simple fact is that if I'm at the markets, there's six hours on a Sunday gone, so that's time away with the family that I don't get to see anyway. And then on top of that, there's build time for all of these special orders I've been doing because it's just been it's just gone off. So I just like I literally, literally don't I, I can't fit it in, and I feel bad because the lady the lady was has been jumping up and down and begging me to go and do this market for the last year and a half. And I finally relented yeah. and said, yeah, I'll go and do it, I'll do it, I'll do it. And I went and did it, and I had a great time, had a great day. But I just, I haven't been able to go back. I just, I literally, I literally just can't do it. And even now with the podcast, I thought I'll try and do the podcast now with you right now and not go and not be in the shop because I know if I'm in the shop, I'm going to be, I'm going to be playing like you are with the, with the, with the guitar at the moment. <laughs> oh, sorry, man. <laughs> That's all good. I'm, I'm one of those people, man. I've got to fiddle around while I'm, you know, while I'm talking and yep. listening. That's all good, man. It's all good. So that's kind of what's the, that's kind of all of the, the the deal that's been happening my way at the moment. But one interesting thing has kind of come out of it, and especially in relation to uh, to the podcast. Um, one, a customer of mine from a while ago contacted me. And he wanted to. He he wanted to build his own guitar. And I think what's actually happened is he's he built his own cigar box guitar 
And yeah. he's actually a recording artist. He's, he's actually somebody who actually does recording and he's, he, he plays like he, he plays around. He mightn't be a household name, you know, yet, but he's, you know, he does. He plays around and he's he's, he's semi-professional kind of guy. And yeah. he contacted me during the week because he wants me to build him a guitar, but I... He was upset because the guitar that he built isn't working and it's not, and it hasn't worked very well for him. And one of the issues that, that he had was he said that when he, when he presses, when he actually presses the string down on this, onto the second fret, because I think he's actually fretted it, when he pressed the string down onto the second fret, no, the first fret, sorry, it was actually higher in tone than the second fret. What? Yeah. I know, and the problem was he couldn't send me any photos because his camera phone was on the on the camera on his phone was on the blink, so he couldn't actually send me any photos. And what I was I was trying to I was racking my brain trying to think how could you make this the note on the first fret higher than the note on the second fret? I and, can't imagine how that's possible. Well, the only thing that I can possibly think is that. The action's way too high because it, you know, as you know, if you if you nuts, if the nut is too high, um, if the nut's too high and you're forcing that string down onto onto the first fret, especially the first fret, you're actually raising the pitch of the string. Yeah, you're doing the raising yeah. the pitch of the string all the way down. Though. Yeah, but that's like that's raising the pitch slightly more than a semitone, and. Oh. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like so, I'm, and I'm just I, I'm trying to figure out whether or not he's got a very low action, whether his bridge is very low, and his nut is very high. Do you know no, what I mean? No, but it shouldn't. Oh, I'm just confused about how the second fret can be lower than lower. the first. That's exactly right. So the only thing I could think is that the nut was incredibly high, and he's trying to force that string down onto the first fret and. By doing that, he's actually bending it up slightly more than a semitone. And then, if the if the bridge is low, and the strings are kind of, if the string angle, you know how normally, yeah, normally, normally your nuts low, and generally your your, your bridge is a little bit higher. So you've kind of got a your your, your string clearance off the off the frets is sometimes or usually, it's a little it's it's shorter at the um, it's shorter at the uh uh. Uh, up near the first fret than it would be down at the like the eighteenth fret or the fifteenth fret because it's just a natural yeah, yeah. rise and that allows for the string vibration because as you know it goes in a great big arc you know when you pluck that string it's like a skipping rope yeah. you know it's it's that type of thing so I, I was racking my brain trying to think and I thought that to me is really sings of you know, first build a blues, you know, that's, that's mistakes, you know, that, that, that you learn. And one of the things I'm that... I'm still making mistakes. Yeah. Yeah, oh, absolutely. And, and, you know, to be a home builder, it's, um, if you're building for yourself, it can be frustrating, but if you're building for a client, you know, it's, I'm happy now because, you know, when I go to build, if someone orders a Lightning Boy guitar off me, I've built, yeah, yeah. I'm now up to this. I'm now, I've just finished build number 42 and of that particular instrument. And it's that particular instrument. You know what I mean? So I can build that guitar now with my eyes closed. Yeah. 
I automatically... Yeah, I, I understand. Yeah, I barely need to measure anything, you know, if, it, if, it's, if it's cutting recesses or cutting, you know, it, it's almost, I can almost do it by feel, you know, yeah, and yeah. It's, it's one of those things. But whereas, like, with the guitar I'm building at the moment, because I'm changing things up a little bit, like every time I put my saw to something, I'm 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 nervous about it. You know, it's you know if I stuff this up, yeah, yeah. I'm going to have to start again, or I'm going to have you know. So yeah, I understand. I just finished. I just finished building a six string uh, CBG, which uh, for some reason was a nightmare to set up. Um, mm. I just it wouldn't stay in tune no matter what I did. The intonation I got correct, but you know you got to be. There's so many different factors when mm. when you're setting it up. You know for everything i mean the nut slot has just got to be the right depth yeah. <laughs> but when the string goes past you can't be too low can't be too high uh you've got to have conversation on the scale um the height at the 12th fret's got to be perfect and the length of the scale you know okay there's <laughs> just so many contributing factors well you were, i just for some reason took me forever to get it right and we were talking <laughs> I about, did, but. well we were talking about bridge position before as as being one of the one of the one of the biggest areas where where um, beginner builders can tend to, um, you know, have problems and and you know find yeah that. yeah sure and and that of course especially if you're fretting it's not so important if you're using a if you're using a slide um, no I would say almost that doesn't matter at all <laughs> well it, it it does if I think it does if you're putting fret positions on the neck and yeah for visual, visually then yeah, yeah for sure yeah but also then, because you know, I mean, obviously, many many bridges on Sagabok's guitars are floating. They're not all fixed. Now, if you're using one of the steel, you know, one of the steel bridges that you sell, you know, then of, of course yep. it's going to be fixed, and of course it gives you the benefit of setting the intonation correctly, and you know, so on and so forth. And I mean, I've even used those on fretless guitars, and they're fantastic. They're great. Um, I haven't actually used them with a piezo. I'm curious as to whether or not it it would work oh, yeah. well, work well with the piezo piezo bridge. It's something I could probably experiment with at some stage. Um, but it, it's it's curious in that when you, I think a lot of players when they when they set that bridge down, and as you were saying before, if you don't get the if you don't get the the distance right, I, and I I'll even say even with a slide. It does make a difference because I think the way you position, the way you actually position the bridge, depends also on how you hold your slide. Because if you imagine your slide is is a fret, is a fret, it's a movable fret, you know, and yeah, that's true. Yeah, and and ideally, what should happen is when you're playing chords on a on the neck, ideally you should have your slide perpendicular to the strings, and especially if you're playing the chords. Keeping that keeping that slide perpendicular, otherwise you go off. The intonation then would be out. Yeah, you know. It depends I mean? on how your bridge is positioned too. If you, you know, if you got conversation on the bass side in a slight angle, which is what you should do anyway. Yeah. Um, then yeah, you got to be careful of exactly how your slide is positioned. Yeah. But most most of the times when I see slide players, well, they both play and people who set them up, it's all about feel. For, mm. for the most part, it's about feel on a slide. Oh, absolutely. Because, you, know, you know, you get microtonal tones and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. But as you were saying, it's, you know, it, it is about feel because, you know, I, especially, you know, when I'm at the markets or if I'm selling a, a, a guitar to somebody and I play it and then they yep. play the same thing, 
it, it could sound a little bit out if they're playing it or if they if it was their guitar and they've given it to me the way you know depending on how i hold my slide i need to kind of position that bridge for me you know because if if i i don't tend to hold my slide perpendicular to the string my, my when i i don't know it's probably got to tendency yeah, familiar with that. yeah i'm a bit off like I, I i tend to be slightly off slightly off the perpendicular so i've got to adjust the bridge yeah, yeah. For me, yeah, and I think a lot of pl- lot of people who are building building cigar box guitars, I don't think they take that into consideration. It's something that's that's they're still learning about. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. They don't know where to measure to either, you know. Especially yeah. with a movable bridge like on a like a movable saddle, mm. on metal bridges. Um, people yeah. don't even know where to measure. I I always run my bridge out, so I. Under the screw at the back until it's right out. It's not floppy, but still yeah. just on the string, uh, spring tensions on it. Yeah. So when I measure to the saddle, it works. And yeah. then once I've strung it up, I can actually then adjust it backwards yeah. to lengthen the scale, which is what you need. Yeah. You know? Well, when I get, I mean, it's I, I probably a little different to you, but because when I like, for example, if I'm ordering the the bridge from you, when it when it turns up. It's usually set around about, I think, two-thirds of the way towards the front of the bridge. And I, there's, there's still a bit of room to the front and there's still a little bit of room to the back, you know. And I, I, I tend to just leave it there because I always figure if I oh, need really? to go... Yeah, if I need to go front, go forward, I've got room to go forward to, to, short, you know, to shorten the length of the string. And if I need to... You know, yeah, that's pretty unusual, though. Yeah, it's not often. You know, once, it, once I've usually set it up to... Because I, use a 20, I just use a 25-inch scale length. Um, and once once I've got that, because I just use a meter ruler. I've got one of those great big long meter rulers. I just lie that right. Yeah, up yeah, the yeah, neck. Sure. Once the neck's in there, I put it put a. Uh, I use a pencil mark on the on the um, on the box top, and you know, and that's you know whether I'm using a, a an acoustic style bridge, you know, or whether I'm using a steel string, you know, like a guitar bridge, steel guitar intonable guitar bridge. They all sit at that spot, and it's very rare that I've got to move and intonate too much. Maybe a, a quarter turn on the screwdriver, forward, backwards, and you know, usually as you were saying, just angle the you know angle the bridge, you know, for the uh, at the bass strings more towards the back of the guitar, and then the you know the treble strings up towards the the front of the guitar, you know, up towards the neck. And I think that that's that works. Um, yeah, I think with the action being too high, sorry, I, we're jumping back and forward, but I think one of the things that makes a playable guitar, even if it's acoustic, is, you know, do you, is having that action too high. And especially on a fretted instrument, it's, it's imperative that you get that, you know, that you get that string height um, just right. And you know, and, and well, you know, you can still have a, a high action. Um, there's nothing wrong with having high action with a fretted instrument. You just mean you have to compensate more and lengthen the strings with the um, with the bridge. Yeah, but I think if it hurts you when you're pressing your finger, if you if you're pressing that string down onto the first fret, and it's going and it's going sharp, then the your nut's too high. In my opinion, yeah. it's, you know, it's it's definitely too high, especially where this guy was said he said it was either higher or or as high as the second as the second fret. I mean that in my opinion is definitely what, what was happening with that particular guitar. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. A- another thing that he said was with, with the pickup, he said his pickup was um, and I don't know whether he I think he's got a he must have got he didn't get he didn't get a pickup from me. Um, and I know when I was talking to him initially I had some of those 
Uh, I was selling some of those little, you know, the the, the made in China um, uh, four pole uh, with volume and tone. I had a few of those, and even back then, I it's not one that I sold to him, and I don't know who, but he said he said that the the pickup was very like was very noisy, and I think he's this is him saying this, and as I said to you before, I think he's at, like he's a practicing musician, and I think the other guitars he's got are things like Les Pauls or you know, and, and that type of thing. And I think what's happened is that I think what might have happened is he's bought a he's bought a, a cheaper pickup off eBay or something like that. And yeah. you know, and and noisy pickups like all pickups have got a personality of their own. And I think if you're building a cigar box yeah. guitar, you know, sorry. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, and I think it, I think I think if you're building a cigar box guitar. You, you're building a roots instrument, and I think one of the one of the mysteries, <laughs> or one of the things that I really love is you know is buying pickups, because they're just yeah. some sometimes they're just that they just have a character all their own, and I think um, uh, especially for someone who's only ever used humbuckers before, I think when they go to when you go to a single coil, I think they're not used to that sixty cycle hum. No, that's true. That's something you got to get used to. Plus, you can minimise it to some degree anyway, yeah. you know, by grounding your strings and whatnot. But well, no. that's and I yeah. think that might have been an issue because it, you know what he was saying was that um, you know every time he touched the bridge or every time he touched something metallic, you know the noise would that would reduce. He said it wouldn't go away completely, but he said it would reduce. You know, and that to me tells me I think he's got a single coil pickup because you know when he when he earthed it himself, when he grounded it himself. Um, you know, he there was still that little bit of a hum there, you know, and it's it's like when you watch, you know, it's like when you watch old Jimi Hendrix videos and stuff like that, and when he when he's pausing in between songs, like you can hear the guitar, you know, you can hear those single coil pickups a mile away, and you know, this is one of the things with single coils. If you want that particular sound of a single coil pickup, then kind of the hum is one of the things that goes along with it, you know, and I, I think it's, yeah, yeah. in a way it should be embraced. You know, it's, it's it's in my opinion, it should be embraced because it is a different sound. And I, I love mixing uh, single coil pickups with humbuckers because you do get drastically different tones. You know, so yeah. I, I don't see anything wrong. But I think if you if you're not grounding, you know, your guitar, I you know I think that's that presents you know that presents big problems. Um, yeah, I try and use. I also try and use some of that. Um, uh, what's the tape? The the copper tape. Yeah, but you got to ground that too. You can't just place it in there. It's got to be soldered to the ground. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So that and that's and that makes it that that all makes a difference as well. So you know, and that's yeah. it's all part of part of going into uh, you know what makes what makes a guitar work and what makes it work properly. But you know, but again, trying to create that. Well, I can't remember the name of the. Do you remember the name of the cage that they called it? So when you the whole thing's Sorry, wrapped. But, but, I can't remember. This? Sorry? So I just the question again? Sorry. There's a name given to you know when you when you either paint the inside of a, a, a guitar cavity or you tape up the entire inside of the guitar cavity. The shielding. Yeah, yeah, the shielding. They call it some sort of a cage. It's a some it's a name. Oh. I can't remember. I can't remember. I'll try and find out. What I, know, it is. I know what you're talking about. I, yeah. I do understand the theory, but yeah, yeah. But I just can't remember the name of it. Not that, not that that's particularly important. That's all. But, but it's well, look, it's worth a try. 
um, you know, for, for some people if they want to minimise um, interference. But, you know, it's funny, you know, when I play through, I've got a little orange, um, an orange tiny, tiny terror. And, um, oh, yeah, they're great. Yeah, and they're, it's a fantastic amplifier. But I'll plug that in, and through one of my guitars, I, I get... I get a grounding issue, and it's like, eh, you know, and you touch the strings. But if I, I've also got a Soldano, which is an old Tesco amplifier, solid state. And when I, and even if I'm plugging pedals through that, and it's a little five water, but it's plugged in, and it goes through because it's American. It goes through um, not an attenuator; it goes through a voltage changer. And one of the things that I found interesting is that the same guitar then plugged through that with effects. I don't get the grounding problem with it. Oh, yeah. So... We just you don't notice it as much anyway. <laughs> well, see, that's a possibility too. You know, it's, do you get, you know, do you get, you know, a greater difference depending on either where you're playing? If you're playing in a room that's, that's lit up with halogen lighting, you know, or fl- fluorescent lighting, then, and you're playing through a single coil, well, you're going to get a lot of noise, you know. It's, it's just a natural a thing. Like if you have a studio, if you have a home studio, you know, don't have fluorescent lighting in there, you know. Um, yeah, another thing is I've heard dimmers, dimmer switches on walls. Uh, dimmer switches apparently are a nightmare um, for, for grounding issues as well. It's, uh, I can't remember where I read that. Um, I did read it somewhere. Oh, in my... I've got a Gibson book. That's right. I've got a I've got a book about wiring up Gibsons because I'm trying to. I've got two Les Paul style guitars at the moment that I'm trying to do wiring on, and it's just not working for me. <laughs> it's just like they'll play, but it's just it's just oh, it's awful. So I'm just I think I'm on my third attempt at wiring the bloody thing up, and it's just I think I think the problem that I had was that I I think I'd created a ground loop. Yeah. Um, so I've had to go back, and I'm, t- I'm just in the process of redoing it at the moment. But quite frankly, I've gone off the I've gone off the um, the boil on them at the moment. So I'm sitting there. One was it? One was a kit guitar that I just decided to put together and knock around and have some fun with. And another one yeah. was uh, that old uh, that old Samet guitar that that turned up at my house, all bashed to hell, and it's it's working. And that's the, that's actually the guitar that that has the earthing. The earthing thing where if I play it through the orange, it, it's got that earthing problem. But when I play it through a solid state amp or through another amp, there's no earthing problem. So I'm just, I'm actually going to take the amplifiers and move them around the house and see if there's a difference depending on the on the plug. Because maybe there isn't a problem with it. I don't know. So I suppose I'll find out. <laughs> yeah, it could be the effects you're using are the same effects. Are they on well, board? Are they are you using pedals? What? No, we'll see. I'm running, I'm running the into the orange just dry uh, but I've got a bit of distortion on it uh, through the you know through its own distortion but um, I'm using a um, a Zach Wild um, pedal uh, distortion pedal um, uh, on the Soldano with the effect with that little looper that I bought I bought one of those uh, ditto loopers from TC Electronics oh, yeah, yeah. brilliant great oh fun. yeah I saw your video <laughs> yeah <laughs> that was awesome fun man <laughs> but um, so I've been playing around with that a little bit and um, but yeah, it's just it was just interesting this week. Some of those issues and some of those problems that you know that 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 can just arise, that can just come up, um, you yeah, know. Yeah. And it, it's hard sometimes to try and figure out reasons why things happen. Sometimes, um, yeah. 
But you know, we're always here. You can always chuck us at, you know, guys out there. If you're if you're building cigar box guitars, like I'll say, Mark is Mark would be Mark's more of the expert than I am. But um, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll give everything you go. I'll give everything a shot. But you know, and I I tend to learn through trial and error too. You know, guys, get out there and just you know just trial and error. Like if it works, it works. Um, you know, obviously if it's you know I'm only going to sell stuff to customers that that I know that I've tested that I've tried that I've you know that 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 works and like with the yeah. guitars I'm building at the moment, how I'm trying a few different things and playing around with things, I'll get that right before I decide, you know, what I want to do. And, um, you know, I'll get them tested. I'll talk and talk to friends. You know, if, if you're not sure if you, if you're playing it and you think, I'm not sure if I like it or get a friend to pick it up and give it a go and say, I like this. I like how this is, or I don't like how that is. You know, it can really help, um, getting another ear, um, but There's course, no doubt you should do that. Yeah. Well, the, and the worst, what's the worst case scenario? If, if you don't have friends who play guitar and your only mates are here on Facebook, use Facebook. There's a million groups out there. Um, there's the Cigar Box Guitar Builder podcast group as well. Um, you know, we're out there. There's a lot of really cool people on, that, on, on our group. Um, but by all means, put, if you've got questions, chuck some questions on, onto the group, guys. And there's people there that are happy to help. I know Mark will... Chuck his two cents worth. I'll chuck my two. Well, I'll, I'll chuck one cent's worth because Mark's got two cents. <laughs> and you know, we'll, we'll we'll be there. You know, at, at the end of the day, that's you know. And if you if you've got any issues or you you think you might have some people who, you know, want to be you know who deserve or need to be you know interviewed for the podcast, um, by all means do that. I'm working on a few different interview, a few more interviews coming up in the very short future. Um, but I like doing these catch-ups with Mark because, you know, I don't, I don't get a chance really to catch up a lot with Mark. And here in Australia, you know, Mark, Mark being, you know, our, you know, our big, big supply guy out here, uh, you know, it's always good to hear, you know, what new products we've got going. Anything new at the moment, Mark? Anything uh, product-wise that, that you've got that's, that's of interest for us? Oh, I don't know. It's a good I question. On, I did put you Have on you the want to build pedal there, boards? Mark. Yeah, sure. Put pedal board jacks. <laughs> so, sorry? If you want to build pedal boards, yeah, I've got pedal board jacks. Oh, okay. Well, you know. Yeah. It's all there. You know, people are interested. I mean, I'm starting to collect pedals now too. You know, at the end of the oh, day, I've it's... Lots. I've got way too many. That's, you know, chuck them on. Well, there you go. Mark's got a special. <laughs> <laughs> special on pedal board jacks. <laughs> now, Cheaper I, than anywhere else. I have to ask you a question. The, um... The humbucking pickups that you've got that I used in the shovel guitar, are you doing those in a four-string? Uh, not at the moment, man. They're, they're actually really expensive to do in the four-string. Yeah. Um, not to say that I won't be doing them anytime soon. It's just that for now, I don't get a lot of requests for anything four-string. Yep. I, mean, I mean, I know you do four-strings, and I know there are a few people out there who do it, but yep. for the most part... Everyone's interested in three. That's the cigar box way, apparently. The three-string thing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So. That's all cool. And uh, when am I? Um, when am I? Bloody low rider, mortal core low rider pickups turn. Oh, mate, I've, I've I've got the bobbins done. <laughs> <laughs> um, you I've rue got... the day you ever built those pickups for me, won't you? Oh, mate, they're a pain in the ass. <laughs> I mean, pain in the beep. But, I mean, <laughs> you can say us. That's all right. This is Australia. It's the, oh, least, it's the least of our problems. That's true. <laughs> uh, that's very true. Um, so, yeah, look, uh, they will get done. I'll be doing them this week. You heard that, people? Did you hear that, everybody? Mark's going to build my pickups for me this week. And by all means, 
if you, if you ever want to try a low rider mortal coil pickup, let Mark know. Adam sent you. <laughs> the answer will be no. Yeah. <laughs> well, Mark. It's been an absolute pleasure again, mate. Thank you so much always, for, um, for, uh, for for joining me on the podcast. Um, again, Anytime. thank you, listeners, for, um, for for listening. We are hitting the 3,500 listen level at the moment, which I'm absolutely wrapped about for our little podcast. Um, you know, yeah, it's, it, it's interesting in, in a... In a I suppose a generation of players, you know, or a group of players who, or built instrument builders, who have embraced social media so openly and vehemently and 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 passionately. Um, it, it's interesting though that it's it's harder to try and get people to to li- listen to podcasts. It's quite interesting, and you know, yeah, it's, tell- it's, it's a form of book-back radio, really, isn't it, mate? <laughs> it is. Yeah, it is. You know, and you're absolutely right. But I tell you what, once you get hooked on it, um, I'm absolutely yeah. I'm absolutely hooked on it. Uh, the, the probably the biggest ones for me are the the Luthieris podcast. I still love that. I know that um, that Sally left a little while ago. Um, you know, and you know, with that kind of went a little bit of the the, the larrikinism from the show. It's 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 become like a, a um, more of a, an information kind of show now. You know, purely mostly with with uh, just you know interviews of other builders. Uh, the Paul's still doing Paul um, Paul Roney from uh, X Roney Guitars, um, and you know, and it's it's a really great podcast if you guys get get a chance to listen to it. But the other one that I'm actually really really enjoying at the moment is the Fret Files. Um, now I can't remember off the top of my head the guy's name, Eric Eric Dawes, I think his name is might be, but if I'm wrong, I apologise. Um, but his his podcast is absolutely brilliant. He's a twenty twenty or twenty five year veteran uh, doing building his own guitars, building you know, and repairing guitars in the states. And uh, that's de- I'm picking up so many tips and ideas from that from those podcasts. It's just incredible, you know. So um, give them a go, guys, and uh, you know, tell your friends about this podcast, the Cigar Box Guitar Builder Podcast. And uh, yeah, and you know, we'll see what happens down the track. Hopefully, we'll get up to get to four thousand very shortly. Four thousand listens. And uh, yeah, yeah, it'd be really great. And uh, you know, it's a big support, big thank you to all those people who've been supporting the show so far. We really appreciate it. Um, There is the Podbean, the patronage kind of thing. It is there. I don't give a damn whether people want to do it or not. If you want to support the show, support the show. If you just enjoy listening to it, then just enjoy listening to it. I'm happy doing it regardless. I couldn't care less. Um, the only thing might be that if we do start getting some people supporting the show, I might be able to do some crazy things like T-shirts and, and stuff like that, a little bit of maybe some swag or something like that to you know to send out to you guys to say thank you for, for, for listening, you know. But that's down the track. I may have, I may even end up doing that anyway, just for the hell of it, because it's 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 a lot of fun doing this, and I've I've learned a hell of a lot. So uh, that's been episode thirty two. That's been Mark. I've been Adam. Mark, bye. Mark can be bye. found at. I'll just get do the plug for you, mate. Mark can be found at MRWS Instruments, Mortal Coil Pickups, and Devil's Hand Instruments. Yeah. That's it. And you can, that's, it. that's it, and you can find me at Birdwood Guitars and Cigarbox Guitars. Uh, I'm everywhere. I'm all over the place. I'm leaving. I'm gone. <laughs> He's leaving too. Bye. See ya.